Hello and welcome to episode 71, I think, of Isle of a Time. This week we're on tour with Aussie Brewery Tours. Scott from Aussie Brewery Tours invited us along for the day to check out the Yarra Valley Tour. Uh, so we visited four places, Napoleon, then we went to St. Ronan's Cidery slash uh, Blueberry. They make some blueberry products, which you're going to hear all about. Uh, then we went along to Hargreaves Hill for lunch and then Coldstream Brew Pub. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a really good day. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Oh, actually, you know, we talk about this on mic, so I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, we're also joined by one of the guests of the tour for the first 15 minutes of the show, uh, and he gives us a little bit his thoughts on the, the show and beer in general, and then, then Scott joins us for an extended chat and gives us a really good insight into what it's like starting up a small business that's you know adjacent to the, the brewery industry or the beer industry. I guess it's probably part of the beer industry uh, to be more accurate. And um, how he got started and, and sort of his take on, on how it all looks. Uh, really enjoyable day, really enjoyable chat. There's also a competition at the end where you could win a, a free day out with Scott. So stay tuned for that. Um, how, how's that for a tease? You, you now have to listen. Don't fast forward. Listen. Please don't fast forward. Uh, and uh, yeah, you you could win something. I think the value is like 160 bucks. So yeah, why don't you want to stay tuned for that? All right, cheers. All right. <laughs> Don't be nervous. How many beers have you had? Um, fair few. Oh, one tip, uh, keep the microphone as close as possible. It just makes it easier when I'm editing that I don't have a... It's show even that way, yeah. Uh, that's the best way to make someone not nervous is just to tell them, demand. Do, media, do yeah. it this do way. This. Yeah. <laughs> Must do this. And if you ruin it, it's all your fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to Coldstream Brewery. How are we doing? We're doing good, I think. I feel like this might be a bit of a loose show. Because yeah, yeah. We've we'll, had a lot of beer already today. Yeah, we'll have to tidy it up afterwards. This is our third brewery plus cidery plus blueberry, blueberry winery. Whatever it is, yeah. Welcome. We've got a guest as well. Uh, Simon. I don't know your last name. Sorry, Simon. It's uh, Loxdale. Lonsdale? Loxdale. Loxdale? Yep. Uh, and you're a, another guest on this, this brewery tour, on. That I am. How did you end up doing this tour? Uh, so it was a Christmas present from my parents. So yeah, good job, mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, it's a year year overdue, but it's good times. And you're a, a beer lover. Like, what's your what's your level here? Do I sorry? What's your level of beer love? Are you beer love? I I am not quite fetish, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I like a good beer. I like a good beer. I think off mic you mentioned your favourite or your go to beer was Mountain Goat. Uh, yeah, yeah summer, fancy pants. Fancy, fancy pants or summer ale in yeah. the cans. In the cans. Yeah. So what have you enjoyed today? Uh, so the last place we're at was Hargreaves and their IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was that was really tasty. Good, that was a good one. Was it the Zenith? Zenith sort of West Coast style. I've had that dry. before and I, I really liked it. Yeah. And I haven't had it for years. Um, or like maybe two years. But uh, yeah, I thought it was tasting great. That was pretty goddamn delicious. Was, yeah. that, was that your highlight as well, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I really liked the Weiss beer at um, Napoleon. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, but yeah, those two are really delicious, yeah. Is the pronunciation of that Napoleon? Napoleoni. 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 Is that what you? Napoleoni. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like the Corleone family. Okay. From the Godfather, <laughs> right? It's a different country, different language, though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say I was right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I most enjoyed today, um, and it's been a good day. We'll, um, we probably need to say thanks to Aussie Brewery Tours for inviting us. Sure, sure, sure. Hashtag freebie. <laughs> but it's kind of rare, like. We're inner city brewery types, Dave and I. Pretty um, fancy gentlemen. Fancy gentlemen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of good getting out of the city and, and seeing, like, you forget how nice it is out out of Melbourne. Oh, we're going to set nice. up, like, where, what the tour is in a different section because we haven't said anything about yeah, it yet. Yeah, well, okay. okay. right, well, would you like to recap the tour? Well, we're on a Yarra, a Yarra Valley uh, brewery cidery tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much encompasses the places we've been to. And it's been Napoleon or Napoleone, depending on where you're from. Yep. Uh, Hargraves Hill, 
St. Ronan's yeah. Cidery, which is the blueberry farm, making all things blueberry related. And what was the other one? Is it just this place? That's, yeah. Yeah, Coldstream, right, yeah. Coldstream. Um, it's a beautiful part of the state. Good day. Really good day. I mean, Sun's we out. just had to come inside because it's too windy to record. But besides that, it's been a belter. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the blueberry? Anyone got thoughts on blueberry? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I the think p- it's the a port, good thing to like experience on a tour because you don't want to like have heaps of it by itself, um, and you've got a lot of other things to like market against. But I felt like it was pretty interesting, and I liked some of the things. But I don't think I need blueberry stuff in my life. Yeah. No, I won't be rushing out. No, mm. it was good to have. Yeah, it was good to have. Yeah, and she was so passionate about it too. I felt bad of going. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, the blueberries were cheap there, though. If I was want, if you want to take yeah, blueberries, I stock up on frozen berries. Yeah, yeah. Um, their ciders were good, though. I enjoyed the the apple cider. Definitely, I like the pear one as well. So, all right, um, fair play, Saint Ronan's. Yeah. Now it was funny the the goza we had at the last place um, divided the table. The reactions with that was so yeah. negative. Yeah, it was so. You funny. didn't like it, Simon? No, I wasn't a fan. I Did was not a fan. What have you tried many sour beers before? Not too many. I wouldn't say, yeah. Because uh, we beer, also had a, uh, a goza at uh, Napoleon. Yep. Did you like that one? Nah. No, not fair enough, yeah. <laughs> so I felt like it was a much better version, the Hargreaves Hill one, than the Yeah, Napoleon. I thought it was delicious. Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, um, and we were the only two people in the whole group that enjoyed it. Everyone, yeah. I think everyone else poured it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think anyone <laughs> even finished it. You, you finished yours, I think. But I finished it. it off, yeah, but yeah. It wasn't going out smooth. There was a fairly hilarious reaction. Yeah. And, and that's what we're looking for, really, isn't it? And what is funny... Um, Starting a tasting with a gin barrel goza, like yeah. if you're gonna get people offside, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> uh, which I love. I'm all for that. Like, yeah. get, get people offside. Let's yeah. set the tone. <laughs> also, the highlight, one of the highlights that I, I thought was most interesting was how nice Napoleon is. Oh, what a beautiful room! Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good up there. Just it situated really on that like pretty high part of the hill there, and all the glass walls just look directly out across the vineyards. It's beautiful. Mm. Although I did think it did feel like a little bit like a country road magazine. Uh, magazine. It did, yeah. Um, there was a lot of college shirts and uh, yeah, a lot of attractive incomes. people walking oh, yeah. in and, and rustic furniture. Um, but I liked that they had a the three brewers taps, so like the, the separate bar with different Something taps. A little bit different that you don't see much of anywhere, really. Yeah. So it was kind like of interesting. Hmm. They had a big range as well. That was yeah. good. They had a lot going on. Any yeah. standouts there for you? Um, so their cider, their, their apple cider, the first one we tasted, that was actually really nice. Are you a, what's your, are you a cider drinker? Yes, yes. I like I like the quite tart ones, so that was quite nice. Did you like the cloudy one? Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cloudy one. I'm a scrumpy drinker, so yeah, the sharper the better. You're obviously not from Australia, uh, but the scrumpy drinker was what gave it away. Nothing else. <laughs> 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 what's like? Are you? Finding cider that you're enjoying in Australia? Uh, yeah, we've we've tried a couple lately, um, which have been quite nice. Beforehand, it was all s- like just sugar, which yeah. is terrible. Real sweet. Um, we had a couple of ciders lately, which are really, really quite nice. I real tart. Um, which ones have you liked? So uh, uh, Dalesford cider. It's one of there. That was really tasty. And just last week, uh, cheeky grog. And that. That's some really good cider. Cheeky like Grog. Cheeky Grog. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of them. And they've um, they had a load of them. They had a blue cheese one. Which, what? Uh, yeah. Kind of sounds, How does that sounds work? disgusting and it wasn't very nice. I don't I'm guessing it's like a yeast byproduct, right? Yeah, so she said they were stuck in the barrels, for, uh, stuck in the, in the, um, the vessels for too long because they had a problem with the brewery. And then they bottled it just because. They tasted it and some people liked it. Some wow, didn't. I didn't like it, but some people. Like, they, they <laughs> I love out, this so. table to try that beer. Not, I'm pointing. I mean, our group. Yeah, yeah. See yeah. what sort of reactions <laughs> you get with blue cheese tasting. Well, uh, blue cheese. I've had some ciders. Uh, we remember at the cider house ages ago, and they had a, a barrel of cider on the bar that they kind of topped up, and it's I guess Solera style, um, and that was really cheesy. Yeah, that blue cheese. So I, I'm guessing there's some sort of byproduct with apple and yeast. However, it works. Yeah. Yeah. So much we still have to learn about cider, right? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I was saying before, it's it's quite nice to get out of the city and see, like, everywhere we've been has been really busy. 
um, like this place especially. It's a brew pub in Coldstream. I don't know anything about Coldstream. Dave, you got anything on Coldstream? No, not really. It is a um, Sunday in the middle of a sort of a public holiday weekend. I think a lot of people are taking the Monday off as a holiday, so it probably is a bit of a boom time. But yeah, everywhere has been real busy. Hmm. It's good, good to see. Yeah, I think so. Like even at 11.30, Napoleon was... Yeah, it was packed. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that place. I think getting out of the city... Yeah, I do to too, but here. I feel like it's still tough to get to. Yeah. You have to drive. Yeah. And that means you've got to have a driver. Yep. That's tough to wrangle, eh? Everywhere we've been so far has had a very sober friend stuck on the yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's that very sad looking There's person. There's one miserable person yeah. on each table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the, the challenge of, of businesses like this. They need to be good enough to want to draw people to out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts in Melbourne do you guys live? Uh, so we're in Windsor. Yeah, down there south. There's a few good places around there opening up beer-wise. Yeah, it's a bit busy at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's good fun. Good place to be. Whereabouts do you pick up your beers and ciders from? Uh, just down Murphy's at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, and there's more up. and more like, really good stuff coming into down Murphy's as well. So. It's not too bad. Like, if you get just standard drinkers, there's got the good stuff. But um, yeah, just down the road from us, there's the tap house. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. everyone knows. So that's, that's always quite good. Have you had um, the Willie Smith's cider? That's pretty regular at the tap house, so um, but that's good. Super dry, super tight. Mm. I think you might, might be up your alley. Yeah, he does a whiskey barrel aged one, which is mm. really fun. We should organise for a Willie Smith's show. I think. Yeah, I think it's we 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 haven't done any cider shows as a whole, so it's on the overdue. Cards. Yeah, overdue. Um, Simon, was there anything that surprised you today, or or you learned along the way? Uh, what, sorry? Anything that surprised you today, or that you learned along the way today? Nothing too much. Like, cause I, I, I don't know about beer, but kind of know the whole process and, and what what changes flavors so I wasn't there's a few things like the sourness the sour beers there's nothing I've ever really enjoyed it's never really bothered like thinking about so that was quite interesting yeah it's um, a really it, different flavor profile isn't it yeah, yeah completely different um, and as we were discussing earlier like the different colors of the beer like you do your, your mind tricks you into thinking of what it's going to taste like and we've had a couple earlier which weren't as heavy as you'd expect it like I didn't chew it so uh, that was quite good. Guinness has really like done a number on people, right? Like everyone just thinks dark beer is Guinness, and that that somehow is a meal in a glass or whatever. But it's not true. Yeah, exactly. I guess for someone that already likes beer to, to sort of learn, that's interesting. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I tend to stay away from porters and and yeah, than the likes. So it's quite good to have a bit of taste that today. So would you? Uh, now add a porter into your six pack next time you're at the at the Dan Yeah, Murphy's. so it was, it was the Rauk beer. Um, where was that? That was a Napoleon, yeah. Napoleon, that was tasty. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. So that would definitely uh, go in the rotation if I found it. Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. an interesting one to add in. It's like not really adding by half step. It's really going it's something <laughs> real different. Yeah, yeah. But that, I think like the guys next to us were loving that, and they've hated everything else yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, because it was sold to them as bacon beer, so it has that bacon connotation. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they love that one. I think that might have been their favourite of the day. So, uh, I feel like Roush can do that in that in that regard. I think you might be right, yeah. The gateway beer. <laughs> Massive smoke gateway. I don't drink many smoke beers, but when I have a good one, they're, they're good. It's a commitment, like, because you don't know ones that are going to be wonderful and you're committing, like... Eight or ten dollars a bottle. It's just a big gamble. Oh, that's that's why I never drink them. Like, it's different when you come on a tour or yeah, like, we exactly. have tasting paddles because there's low you risk. Yeah, everything. yeah. There's no there's no worries. Yeah. But if you yeah you're dropping fifteen dollars on a pint of it, then you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to risk it. But and I think tasting paddles is so crucial. Like uh, the tap house is huge on them, and, and obviously Gabs Festival, and yeah, you see people going along to to a good pub and, and getting a tasting paddle and finding out at the end like oh shit it's the one that I least expected it's different than what I know beer is kind of a thing Dave what have you learned along the way um, maybe that we are still in a bubble and there's a lot of people that are outside our bubble like today was hilarious watching that reaction to that Gosa yeah. everyone that we know would have loved it and everyone hated it with passion well that yeah that, that would mostly be an indifferent beer to most people that listen sure, to the podcast of course. Or when I started drinking one that like five years ago I would have hated it as well so I can sort of understand the progression but um, it just was really enjoyable seeing the reactions though it was good mm. yeah I think that was good 
<laughs> it would have been fun to do uh, like a live Facebook video of that. Um, yeah, it really would have been. Because it's going to be done before, but it's uh, it is uh, in in the Arrow Valley. A lot of the places we went to had a pretty good range, but they were all still pretty safe, um, safe ranges of beers. So there was that one real outlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really put a spanner in the works. It yep. was fun to watch. Yep. How um, about you? Anything take your fancy? Uh, I think just. Um, I don't know. I I'd, ha- I'd probably have to go away and think about it. Like I, I had, I I think Hargreaves Hills beers were all really good. Yeah. Um, food is really good too. Food was excellent. Yeah. Um, and their IPA I think is forgotten about. And we've kind of, I think we've talked about them a little bit in terms of branding. I know yeah, maybe they, a little bit. struggled with their On brand. mic or off mic? Mm, not sure. I always forget, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I know they're rebranding at the moment. They're looking for a designer to overhaul their brand. So I think that might hopefully... That might just make them pop yeah. on the shelf, perhaps. Because they put out they've, pretty crazy they've been good like Sticking with that like pretty classic English-style uh, like label branding yeah. for a long time now. And it's pretty I think you line. might need a little bit more than that to stand out on the shelf. So Yeah. All the beers were delicious, though. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, Napoleon, I, you know, if you had your family in, in town for lunch, yeah, kind for, of a place, for like a destination yeah. day out, that'd be wonderful. Uh, good beers and good wine. I assume good space. Wines. Yeah, I didn't know they did a, a breaded wine. Do we talk about this? Or no. So they did like a, a bread wine with smoky. Uh, there was some sort of crazy thing that, like, uh, was went against everything that wine should be, uh, and apparently it was amazing. Right. I was hoping to like catch the eye of the brewer today and. See if they could say a little, like, a little yeah. sneaky sample because yeah, it sold out really quickly. But wow, yeah, um, Un- under the uh, Ely Valley or Ely Bank, I think Ely Bank is the kind of experimental wine right. brand, which okay. is separate to the yeah. Fair enough. That might be one to watch out for. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think we can wrap up. Yeah. Simon, you got any parting words for our audience? Uh, no. Good day. Yeah, it was happy day. Yeah. Good Christmas present. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can recommend it as a Christmas present. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's vouchers and uh, things like this where, you know, you're going to go and get beer and get a day out. It's pretty good, uh, right? Yeah, giving you can't ex- complain with free beer. Yeah, you're giving an experience rather than something. It's probably a good way to go, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right, we'll wrap this up. Um, I think we'll come back a little bit later on with sure. Scott from uh, Aussie Brewery Tours. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, no thanks worries. for joining us. Thank you. Welcome, Scott, to uh, Isle of a Time podcast, Cherry Tree Hotel, which is your local. It is my local. It's weird welcome, welcoming someone to their local. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so we've just been on the, the Aussie Brewery Tours uh, Yarra Valley Tour. Correct. Um, and I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of, as we talked about earlier, going to Napoleon, um, which is such a, an impressive place. Like, it's such a... 100%. Beautiful yeah. venue. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a brewery. It seems like a... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, even, I mean, they have the wedding and the function centres and all that kind of stuff there. And pretty much every single person that wa- works uh, walks in there with us pretty much says that. that you can, they're like, this is... And it's such a great way to start the tour. Mm. You kind of take them to this really, really impressive setup, Huge range of different things to, to drink. And it just sets the tone, you know. So mm. it's, it's very, very, really cool place. And that um, vineyard-facing wall is just pretty much floor-to-ceiling windows. It's beautiful yeah. looking out yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. It's wonderful. And though. even one of those places that... Even in winter, you know, you can kind of sit inside and it's raining and it's hitting the glass, but you, you feel cozy and yeah. you're having a drink. Like, it kind of works with everything. But then when the sun's out, you got the hills and everything. So, yeah. It's and really, we were really blessed nice. today until the very, very end. So, um, yeah, 100%. It was a great day, yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, Aussie Brewery Tours. How did it start? And, and yeah. um, It's been running five years uh, from about two weeks ago. So, uh, I really should probably yeah, time, celebrate uh, our birthdays more, you know. But um, <laughs> it's always right in the lead up to summer where you're trying to, like, get in as much work as humanly possible for the upcoming sort of busy season. Uh, so, we never do it. So, it really was... Um, I lived over in the States, I guess, is where I got into beer. I didn't actually realise I liked craft beer over there for a long time. I just thought it was drinking American beer because it was just, you know, you'd go to every new uh, town. I played a little bit of uh, AFL over there. We'd go on road trips and things like that you'd roll into the new city you'd go to the local bar and you'd say to the barman 
what should I be drinking? And he'd say, this is from here, and this is from here, and this is from here. Uh, and that was probably really where I got into, you know, drinking all different uh, styles and breweries and all that kind of stuff. I uh, went backpacking for a couple of years and then came home and started this. So it was just something that I thought was a good idea and uh, I wanted to get, uh, sort of give it a crack. I had a couple of different business ideas and this one was one that I had the passion there and also could pull off, which I think is important. I think that's the one thing people forget when it comes to business is that the, I actually think the idea is the least important part. It's the ability to be able to actually pull off your idea, which is probably the most important. We've all got 100 great ideas. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, how come you're in America? Uh, I used to work in IT, so I was a project manager and developer, like software. Right. So I worked for a, a big uh, Aussie IT company, um, ComputerShare. If anyone's got uh, shares out there, they've probably yeah, received a little bit of things. I probably did a little bit of that work. So um, yeah, I worked for them over there. Great company and uh, I, I enjoyed that industry and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't really why I quit. I quit to go traveling and then, uh, yeah, when I came home, I could have gone back into that or... Know, go on to school or retooled or start a business or something like that, and I guess the third one was the one that happened. You seem uh, young to be running a, a company. How old are you, can I ask? Yeah, I'm a lot older than I How old do you think I am? I, I cannot guess ages. Yeah, so I'm, but I'm, how old? I, do like I don't know, mid 30s? Yeah, mid 30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I said younger. Yeah, I've got like more grey hairs in my temple than you do. Yes, so yeah. younger than That's me, what happens yeah. when you've got an easy life. You, know? <laughs> you want to carry on to it. It's not a hard job. Um, yeah, I definitely have a baby face and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we're 35. Yeah. Yep. So, starting a company at 30 is still like a, a brewery tour company as well. Like yeah, 100%. Definitely five years ago, there wasn't. There wasn't a heap of breweries and there wasn't yes. a heap of... You know. and, I, and to be honest, um, I had no idea about tourism, the beer industry, running a business or any of that. And I'd just come back from two years backpacking so you can imagine what my bank balance looked yeah. like. I wasn't too flash either. So if we're to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. So I, even though I say it was the one business that I thought I could pull off, I'm not exactly sure why I thought <laughs> I could pull it off. So if you knew everything you know today... Would you have continued doing that five years ago? Yes. Yeah, of course you would do things differently. Yeah, But yeah, that doesn't mean that, um, yeah, I wouldn't do it. There's definitely, I think all jobs and walks of life have, th there's definitely been probably two or three periods during that five years where that answer would have been hell no, right. you know? But that's because everything has its ups and downs and gets difficult or hard or whatever and, and there's things you need to learn and, and the hiccups and things that go along the way. But... Um, yeah, definitely where I'm right now. I'm uh, really enjoying it. How did the first tours look when you were? Um, because you, you, there would have been a time when you were going to a brewery for the very first time, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, the very, 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 very first one um, was both terrible because it was my mates. Never take your mates anywhere, let alone on a brewery tour. Let alone if it's. I used to business. hate when my mates came into my pub. I'm like, get out, yeah, fuck get off. Whatever it's <laughs> so annoying. Um, they just heckled me the entire way around and it was horrible. As but they should have. Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, which were, they're yeah. probably one of the hardest groups we've ever had, yeah. so was, that was good. Um, the, the thing that did, um, that actually gave me a lot of confidence from that very first one was uh, my best mate who really didn't understand it. All my mates were like, what are you doing? We don't understand. This sounds stupid. Like, you've got this, you know, great job and all this kind of stuff because I could have gone back and worked for my company. You know, what are you doing? And, um... I just remember him holding a slab of Mornington uh, Pale Ale uh, with a sombrero on his head with the biggest grin on his face and he was like, this cannot fail. This is just a no-brainer and it cannot fail. I've still got a photo of him. Um, so he just went from like, I don't even understand what you're talking about, what is it, you know, breweries and all these beers and all this kind of thing to just being like, yep. Um, to be honest, the concept and, and how we run them is pretty similar, but yeah, of course you get better and as you go along, the relationships we have with the breweries uh, and, and venues that we visit now, cideries and all that, it, it makes our tours a lot better as well. Like we've got the, uh, Napoleon's a great example today. I mean, just the ability to be able to have their single batch stuff, to have a good, really good relationship with all the people down there, know what's going on and all that kind of stuff, I think makes the tour a lot better, which I've, obviously you don't have those relationships from day one. Having businesses that get what you're trying to do as well helps, right? Like, Sorry, what, what if, if a business doesn't get what you're trying to do, then it's so much harder. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and the, they, I think um, the the venues because they know how we operate, I think appreciate how we operate, and therefore are willing to help us out and and get involved, and and we can work together really well. So that and yeah, that's makes it a lot easier. Uh, and a lot better for our customers. I mean, Two Birds is another great example. We go in there on our Friday uh, urban tour. Um, they're not open. 
they come, they open the door for us, um, they let us in and all that kind of stuff. And it's not just even the fact that they do that, but people love that. Like you're on a tour and you're in this brewery at you know, 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning and it's closed and you're in there and the brewers are working away and you're drinking beers and, and you know that that's like the story they go back to wherever and tell their mates. It's not about the whole day. It's like, you know, we get to go in there when no one was closed and the brewer came over and had a chat and rah, rah, rah. And, and I, th- I think one of the reasons they do that is because they like like what we're doing. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. the way we operate and, and how we go about it. I think they appreciate it. Because you guys, I think I was at Two Birds one time uh, while there's a tour coming through and the, balls being, the beers are being poured by the, the tour leader and, and kind of, it sort of felt yeah. like an intimate you know, you're well, yes, yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing. Like, we try and train up all the people that work for us so that we can run tastings and we can do all that stuff. So, if the brewery's there and they have the staff and they want to come and have a chat, or yeah, 100%, come over and, you know, people love that. But if not, we, we should have the knowledge and of their business, their beers, what's going on to be able to do all that for them. Which, again, it just takes the pressure off them. If they're really busy, they can know that they can just come in, leave us be, we do what we want to do, we represent what they do well, mm. we pay our money on the way out and we leave. Mm. So and it just leaves a good experience knowing that they don't have to be looking after you. 100%, yeah. yeah. We're self-sufficient if we want to be, but then if when they have those quiet days when you know they're not locked around, then they come over and have a chat and get involved and, and all that kind of stuff. So it works kind of both. Both ways, yeah. How has the relationship changed between you and your tour guides and your customers in the five years? Because you pretty much talk pretty much one-on-one with everyone on the bus on the way yeah. up. And it's a pretty like intimate sort of uh, baptism of the tour. That can't have been how it started. No, that, uh, truthfully not. I think um, at the start I, pro- I probably uh, spoke too much about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell, telling stories. Like, But I definitely like the way we do it now. And we... We encourage all of our guides to have their own little personal spin on things, their own personal stories, their own personal way of doing it. But there's some things that we kind of say, hey, this is like how we feel that we'd like our product to be. Um, so, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I, I really like that. I was speaking to a couple of guys today and they're like, you know, everyone's getting on really well. But I, I don't know if you noticed when we got to that first stop, Napoleon, but people were immediately talking across the table to other groups and getting involved and talking to the people next to them from moment one and that I think is set up a little bit with that Definitely, bus sure. ride down yeah. there. Yeah. So I guess for, for listeners, the, the bus ride, you're sort of individually asking everyone, you know, how, how they got there and, and why they were here and what yeah. they do and yeah, it does help in a small bus to know that the person next to you is an engineer and yeah. you have anything to say because I think like four of them were engineers today randomly. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yeah. But like, you know, you can ask them something. If you have something in common, you know that person. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think it's also funny because like I'm not good with names with anybody, but I can remember any of the names of the people we talked to, but I remember all the jobs. So I was like, hey, teacher, what do you think about this? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. And there's even the um, the fun ones, you know, like what did you do last night? You have all these other little questions that can just be a little bit of, yeah, it just breaks the ice. People have a laugh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, And it gets people... It's also like one of the things we want to do is not just make... Like we talk throughout the day and we tell people things, but we don't want to make it so that you shouldn't be able to engage and talk back. So I was sort of encouraging people, like if you've got something funny to say or if you've got something interesting to say, you want to have a go, yeah, shout it out. You know what I mean? Like that, that makes the tour more fun for the most part. Um, so yeah, you know, get involved. It's meant to be a bit of a two-way street, not just the tour guide leading the whole thing. How about the balance between uh, a beer tour and... A tour, like, because you know, beer you can get super geeky, you can drill down into, you yeah. know, uh, today we, we started off with there's, there's talk of malts and there was talk of hops, yep. but like, how, how do you achieve that balance? What's your what's your approach there? The approach for us, uh, and this is, I guess, one thing that hasn't changed about the tour from tour one. So the very very first tour I ever ran was out to the Mornington Peninsula, uh, and that the like public tour. Um, Rather than, and we talk, we basically looked at the winery tour model and exactly how that is not what I wanted. And the thing that I find that I don't like about the winery tour model, but I understand because of how it came about, is that it's too geeky. It's too much about cold weather, grapes, blah, blah, barrels, yeah, yeah, grape varieties, da, da, da. Sounds Hints fascinating this, to me. But that. <laughs> yeah, which is good for some people, and I think it works well if you're on a tour with wine people. Yeah. And it's good to do for a portion of the day, but not four wineries in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's too much. So, you'll notice, like, a lot of the stories we told today, it's it incorporates 
beer drinking history and the social things that go around it and all that kind of stuff. So we find that to be just a lot more engaging to people. Mm. So, so rather than talk about, you know, this is Galaxy Hop and this is what it, blah, 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 blah. It's more about just giving an overview of things and then giving it in historical context with a, a few little bits and pieces in there that should hopefully be entertaining. Stuff that we hope that people would want to repeat to their mate at the pub. Mm. So I think every single time anyone down there ever drives past Car City again, if there's someone in the car with them, we know, all know that they're going to turn around and, and tell that story. I'd never put that that, that kind of Pride of Ringwood and Ringwood together. Um, oh, really? Yeah, did yeah. you know that one? Yeah. 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 So uh, A lot of homebrewers and yeah. things like that, you see them in the review mirror, if you know that they're a homebrewer already, and you see them making the connection as you start telling the story. Because a lot <laughs> of them are the same thing. They don't, I don't think, realise it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. You know. so, so for the listeners uh, that weren't there, um, Pride of Ringwood hops were grown in, in Ringwood. Uh, which is now famous having Car City, basically, <laughs> yeah. to, to massacre your story into like yes. <laughs> one horrible Correct. sentence. You told it much, much better. But yes. um, yeah, it's interesting that you know that's such an influential part of Australian beer. Yes, um, and you know, driving through it, it, you wouldn't think that. Yeah, and so like a lot of yes, yeah, so a lot of the stories we do are kind, are kind and I mean when we you know talked about the hops today, the the story that we sort of lo- you know told to lead that in, I think is a lot more interesting than just straight out talking about like the plant you know what I mean yeah. and, and it, if people want more they can come over to us and we know a lot more of the technical stuff or we can go find them a brewer and all that kind of stuff we have that ability but and then even that kind of idea that you can start tailoring it for the group so just say this time of year it's not uncommon to get a lot of sports fans Melbourne Cup we get uh, last year I did a tour on the Monday which was all just people that had flown in internationally for the cup and so you start tailoring stories for them that have to do with like sports and beer and you know you know that kind of thing. Yeah, so you yeah. can really kind of get it in and, and talk about like what we do in this country and things along those lines. Um, the how did you land on like we were at the Yarra Valley tour today, so we went to yep. Napoleon um, St. Ronan's. I think we mentioned this earlier, but how did you land on where you go? Like, and do you change it that often? Yeah, we do change. Um, there's sort of, uh, within the tours, there's, we change depending on the days, maybe seasons, perhaps who we have on board. Uh, and we have the ability to change on the fly if we really want to. But at the same time, there are kind of set routes that we stick to that we know work on certain days and whatever. Um, take, for example, we were at St. Ronan's, which was the second stop today. We were there one day. It was kind of a little overcast. The sun came out while we were there. And everyone there started talking about... Um, G&Ts and how they love them and sitting out in the sun drinking them so I called up the guys down uh, Scott and that down at um, Four Pillars and said hey we've got a whole bunch of uh, people who have just started talking about their love of gin can we come in yeah sure no problems walked in there uh, and and rolled it so it was uh, that ability of being able to say well literally every single person on the tour was just talking about how they like gin well let's go to the gin story that's two minutes down the road (laughs) so you have that ability to be able to chop and change as far as um, who we choose if we just like their products and what they do we think they've got something interesting and they fit within a it has to work as far as an itinerary as in like you can't have lunch at 4 o'clock and you can't have it at 10 o'clock so there's those little things for anyone uh, that is thinking about opening up a brewery if you could do one down Geelong way that would just sit in between (laughs) a couple of the places down there that would be really nice for us to be honest Geelong's almost almost there in that regard yeah very very close we we think we'll probably get something open soon Uh, for all the other Brewery tour companies are opening up. Uh, um, you can try and beat a sword. Ren's opening a bar as well, isn't he? Yeah, it's open yeah. now. The, the Black yeah, Bar. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's just more things, pieces yeah. falling into place there. Yeah. It's just the um, drive, like driving links out sure. there. It's a little too big, you know. But, um, um, it was interesting though, because like we didn't make it to Four Pillars today, but on the website itinerary, it was Napoleon makes sense. It yep. Really fits into where we're going. Then there was Saint Ronan's, who like pretty much specialise in um, blueberry fermentation. Yes, which is unlike any other place that you'll see yes um, then we went to Hargraves Hill classic yep uh, not today but happens at Four Pillars Gin it's just like yep. it's a really eclectic and interesting yeah, group definitely. of um, producers yes hmm. uh, I mean and that's what we like I mean Four, um, Four Pillars and St. Ronan's St. Ronan's is one of my favourite stops to take people bec- purely because of that it's it's and again not not to poo-poo the wine ritual model, but again, we wanted to as much be able to take people to really different places that are serving really different things because for a lot of people, going to four of the same would just start to get really boring yeah, or sure. five of the same. You know, it's, um, So to be able to mix it up, not only in what they produce, but 
Um, you know, we went to Napoleon, as we were saying, that's so impressive. And then you go up to St. Um, Ronan's, and it's sort of like a little husband and wife phone cafe. And then you go to Hargraves Hill, which is in an old historic building, and it's a restaurant. And then we go to a brew pub. So even the venues are really, really mm. different, and everything about, you know, live music at the last stop and all that kind of stuff. So it just means that you've got, you can cater for a large group of people. We get people on that don't like beer. Makes sense. They come along with their partners. They come along with their friends. But And at the end of the day, they're like, I had such a good time. There was so much for me to drink. And I'm like, yeah, because we have all these other products that we can kind of give you, uh, which is a little bit of a part of it. That's a, one of the things I think we've talked about on the show before is you go to dinners and they have the beer versus wine dinner. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like we can just enjoy everything. And, and you know, fermentation character rather than... Correct. You know, like yeah, 100%. Good. Yeah. Um, and we do find that, actually. A lot of the people that come on that love beer surprised by the ciders and things like that and a lot of it is because as we all probably did with beer once we have these really preconceived notions of what it is so they've had you know recording and they're like it's just sugar water sweet crap I don't want any of it and then they come out to the Arab Valley and they have you know uh, one of the Method Champenoise ciders and they're like oh actually this is really really cool and so they're more surprised sometimes by the the cider and then you get the cider people that can be more surprised by the beers they have something like a goza a berlin of ice you know maybe even some of the porters or stouts and mm. you know, big chocolate notes or something like that and then there's something a little bit like hang on a second i just thought beer was vb or i just thought it was this one domestic pale lager and that was it and then suddenly they're having these different things and they're like oh, hang on a sec this is all different so you, you get the people that come on wanting cider surprised by the beer and going home with that and the people wanting the beer more surprised by yeah the blueberry wine or the port or something along those lines one thing really that interested cool. me today was um you talked about how it's a little bit tedious when people are discussing uh the characters of wine with how subtle and nuanced everything is where sometimes it's fun to just have a really bold characteristic of a beer for example yes and that was like really typified when there was a, gr- a group today who like weren't a fan of a lot of things that we were trying. <laughs> yeah. But for example, yeah. they were having a lot of fun. They were but having they a lot of fun. A, yeah, no, but but true, when yeah. the Roush beer came out, they all loved that. Yeah, and it's like it was an interesting thing. Like yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it's a big, a big flavor. But they, well, I think all of them loved it. Yeah, you can see. Um, it's it's kind of funny actually because sometimes I think we 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 had a discussion up in um, uh, Sydney about gateway beers and how often we think of the gateway beer being something that is just a little bit to the side of what we all grew up drinking so it's something stone and wood or something like that so it's it's you know it's craft beer but it's just a little over to the side where sometimes i think it's best going like to the furthest end yeah because it's it's a russian imperial stout that, because they're a massive wine drinker and they love port and then you give them a Russian Imperial Stout. And that's a, a Russian Imperial Stout, I reckon, is closer to wine and port than what it is like a, yeah, la- a, you right, know, yep. a domestic pale lager. So you, you do, you find those people that you don't expect them to like certain beers and, it, and they're having like a goza or something and then they're just like, this is amazing. Like, it's man. kind of that like, I know what I like, VB, for example. Yeah. And then you give me something slightly different to that that costs twice as much and Correct. it's a little bit more bitter. Like, I'm out. I don't know why would I do yeah. that. But then it's like, well, that's completely different. Yes, this is new this and is way over yeah. to the other side. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the the, the the idea of gateway beers, it's there's so much more to it. Yeah, and, and so much more that that like diminishing it to to one yes. style yeah. of beer is is yeah. You but miss out on people that we like did, beer. Um, you know, discussion last week today at, uh, about the stomping ground, the Berlin of Ice, and how they've actually got the mm. traditional cordials and things like that. And again, uh, that is uh, those beers sometimes are the most fun to give people. We get a lot. Those sometimes you get those people that are on to a. Um, we did it once with a Berlin of Ice down at White Rabbit when those guys were down there. Um, they did a blueberry uh, Berlin of Ice, actually. Got the blueberries from uh, Badger Creek Blueberry Farm, St. Ronan's. And uh, we were telling people that it was, um, that it was blueberry champagne because they make the ciders there. And we did it just because when you would have those groups... Sometimes you get people that are like, I don't like beer. And you're like, that's cool. You know, there's a lot of other stuff for you to drink. But they're really keen to get in and give it a go. But it's only you get people that are just really steadfast. Like, I hate it. And it's almost like a pride thing to tell you how much they hate it for some yeah. reason. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the brewery two guy really wants to hear how much you hate the thing yeah. that he uh, does. Um, so you would sort of tell them, you know, this is a, a blueberry uh, champagne just to get them to get it out of their head that it's beer so they could subject 
actively have a look at it. Yeah. Um, and then they would get it and be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, definitely like this. You know, I like the size here. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's actually beer. So from now on for the rest of the tour, can we all just, you know, try <laughs> everything and give it a crack, you know? It's a bit of a mean thing to do, but... I think it's a good point, though, because we talked about it um, off mic and we talk about it endlessly, but uh, at Bad Shepherd, there's plenty of gateway, in, in quote, inverted quotes, there, but one of that converts most people is that hazelnut brown ale. Brown ale, And that's yeah. got, like... I think it's one of the most bitter beers they brew yep. and it's quite extreme flavour profile wise mm. but people love yeah, it yeah just love yeah. it yeah and you look at like someone like Mountain Goat where they built a brand off Hightail which mm-hmm. is the least likely you know it's a not not probably as extreme as that but it's an amber ale with sure yeah. a, a lot of character especially when they bought it out it was yeah. you know what I mean because I mean, it's, it's been around very for different. almost yeah. 20 years now yeah. and it's, it's just driven the brand so it's yeah you, yep. you don't know what people are going to respond to it's yeah it is it's good it's, that's what one of the other fun things about doing what we you know, being out on tour with people is you get to be with people a lot. Of, again, it's one of the reasons why I like St. Ronan's because nobody has had blueberry champagne, blueberry wine, blueberry ports and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really fun being able to take them there and, and give them that stuff and, yeah, you know, let them have a go at something for the first time, you know, in, in a fun kind of environment as well. It's, it's, I think there is something uh, about being there, you know, where they make it and out on tour, having fun, that also allows you to open have things with a more open mind uh, it's even I look at back on my own sort of beer journey one of the things I think that helped being in the States is it took away any notion of what I should have been drinking yeah, which right. we grow up with you know I'm from I hang out with my mates and we drink this beer and we're from, from this sure. group or whatever but because I was in this new country this entire new place All I was just off, yeah. give me some of that give me some of that you, you tell me what I should be drinking broke down any kind of notion I had about you, don't, you don't have that kind of tribal mindset of, of it's this or nothing yeah, um, which is just so bad for the beer industry, and it's yeah, fine. And all, yeah, probably all industries to yeah. a degree. Yeah, yeah, have some level of uh, you know of that. You hear with bands, you know, they they sold out. No, they're just really good. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now everyone likes them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's way more yeah. expensive to go to their shows. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but even no from like our pointy end of uh, the industry, um, I said in the other portion of the show we've already recorded. Like, I don't know if. There's a place in my life for me to be buying lots of blueberry fermentation stuff, but I've never had anything like it. And it yeah. was a fun way to shake up that, that whole tour. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And their, their products are really fun. I don't think I mentioned it today, but their blueberry wine makes awesome sangria. So we'll, right. be, we'll be kicking a couple of jugs around Cup Day, my house, um, you know, get a little bit of that out. Um, the blueberry port's good for cooking and things like that well, as well. I was, well. Yeah, I was saying earlier as you well, know, I think kind of stuff, cooking so. be real fun for it. Yeah. And even cocktails, you know what I mean? Like a bit of a dash of it and something, uh, really good. So they've got all these like little things as well where it's not just, hey, you have to buy the whole bottle of blueberry wine and just drink it normally. But yeah, you can do all these other kind of fun things. And they're, they're champagnes and the cider champagnes, again, just great champagne replacements. Champagne's something that you have because it's a celebration it's culturally significant to do it but a lot of people there probably aren't really that keen on it so you get a bit of pear champagne or some blueberry champagne still goes pop still comes in a magnum bottle has all the characteristics looks good in a glass but people are actually like I like this you know but also that perry was probably my favourite side of the day as well so like yeah it's, very, not, very good. it's really yeah, really good quality really, really yeah. good. the um, I, my thoughts for, for the blueberry stuff was with kangaroo you know I know you mentioned kangaroo on the, the tour but like that would be an amazing if I was having main course of kangaroo and that would just yes, be, we gave it to a mate of ours actually who did it with um, uh, I think it was la- yeah lamb I don't, I don't yeah, know a few yeah. drinks sorry but I, <laughs> when he did it because I don't, I don't only ever like splash it over a punnet of berries and reduce it down on the stove because that's about <laughs> the level of my cooking you know, a bit <laughs> of ice cream and stuff but I and but it, it went really well he had some sort of um, um, other like I think it's like sort of some native Australian stuff in there and, and yeah made it, and it was it was amazing it was so mm. good so yeah 100% I mean if you've got those skills I think their products are really yeah, yeah. good yeah um, how many staff do you have working for you now? so we've got um, Tiff Waldron who probably uh, some of the people that listen to this podcast will know she does a bit yeah. of our social stuff so if you've noticed that our social media has gone from being really 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 poor <laughs> uh, from the guy who doesn't even know have a Facebook page uh, to suddenly being a little bit brighter and making a bit more sense and having good photos uh, that'd be Tiff, uh, and then we've got a couple of other guys that work as guides, uh, and then we've got three other guys that we can call on um, that do a bit of part-time work for us. So there's sort of th- three of us that are a bit more full-time, 
Um, and then, yeah, three other guys that... Uh, they're sort of part-time tour guys. They work for a few different companies uh, and they sort of moonlight for us when we need them. So we can put um, five or six buses on the road when we need to. Do they kick um, in more like approaching the summer months when... Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and different groups. So if you're doing, say, a corporate gig um, or maybe a Bucks party, you, you maybe don't need the same amount of knowledge of, of all the places you're visiting, of beer, yep. of, of all that, that kind of stuff is what you do. It, it's really about your, your event management and making sure the day is awesome. You need a few different bits and pieces just to get by. So those guys are really good at that. They they're often work for other tour companies and things like that as well, professional tour guides. Yeah, and they kick in for those types of tours. So you can't put them on every single type of tour that you have, but yeah, they're definitely, you know, they do a great job when they do it. Hmm. Um, what about costs of, of running a, a tour thing? Like, uh, petrol is probably the big yeah. one. Does that like weigh into your mind when petrol prices go up and down? Like, how no. much is that? Um, no, it doesn't. I wouldn't know what petrol costs, to be honest. And I mean <laughs> that in all seriousness. Um, not really, to be honest. I, I try. Um, sometimes I wonder if I'm actually any good at business. I think I'm good at creating products and things like that, but I don't know if I'm good at actually making any money. Um, I, I think the, the main costs. To it. There are a lot of fixed costs, your, your vehicles, your you know, petrol insurance, your guides, all that kind of stuff. So just to, to have a... Sometimes people ring us up and they're like, oh, we have 10 people. Do we get a discount? I'm like, no. Um, because like you normally have 10 people. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. Not even, that's not even a, like a large number yeah. for us. You know, like 30, yeah, sure. Um, but or they want, to, they want to cut the cost so they say, oh, can we, can we cut out a stop? And I kind of try and say to them, if, if I drove out of the depot and drove you to the end of the street and drove you back, realistically, that's probably about 40% of the cost of the day right there because I've had to get the, the bus out of the depot. You know what I mean? The actual cost of the yeah, bus, yeah. the driver, rah, 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 you know what I mean? Cutting so out one that, stop's not going to make a yeah, difference. Yeah, so it's, it, you drop off one stop, it's not going to make a massive difference to the day, to be honest. You know, But, um, yeah, it's a, I don't know, like... What's the question again? What's it cost them to run a brewery tour? <laughs> um, I guess one of, one of the key good things, to a degree, is that... Um, I don't know, actually. I'm really bad at this part <laughs> of the business. Do you know what I really don't like about it? And I reckon uh, all the breweries would feel the same. We pay anywhere between 25 to 30% commissions within the industry to get people onto our tours. My God. It's mm. mind-boggling. Up in uh, in tourism now, if you're up in Cairns, the agents and things like that are now asking for 35 to 40 percent commissions. Jesus! If it ever gets down to that in Melbourne, I guarantee you I will go bankrupt. <laughs> I will be looking for a job elsewhere because that is just mental to me. Um, so we're all good once we put if we put people on, they come direct and things like that. Maybe not as great if we start paying big commissions and things like that. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of different factors involved. We can definitely make money, and and um, this is as, to be honest, as much a lifestyle decision for me. I know that's a very cliche, but I'll give you an example. Um, I have a wonderful girlfriend. Um, she's Peruvian. She's been back home for six, seven months. We're doing the whole visa thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she got in a couple of weeks ago. I have done almost no work for two and a half weeks. Like as in like I've kept the business running, I've done what I've needed to do. I have about four sort of like big projects there that um, have I have just done nothing on for like two and a half, three weeks. But that's what I like about what I do. Yeah. You know, I got to go pick her up, we get to hang out, I do my few hours of work a day to organise all the guides, get people out on the road, make sure customers are happy, blah, 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 blah. And I'll let that stuff happen when I need to. But that's... That's the business that I'm actually, I'd like to set up. I, I want one that can be flexible, fit in with what I want to do and all that kind of stuff. And also allow me to do some other things. So get involved in some of those other projects and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. What can you do to distance yourself from these blood-sucking agents? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not call them blood-sucking in case they're listening. They, don't it was, listen. they, they do not listen. <laughs> it was me. Okay, I'll cop it. Yeah. No, I think, it, yeah, it's just one of those tough um, things within the... Industry, it's, it's actually a... I mean, you could probably have a tight podcast on it, but that idea of the um, who owns the marketplace. And you, you see these, they call them, you know, the big disruptors, the industry, you know, Uber or whatever. Uber will be an interesting case within the next three years. And the drivers in many countries are already starting to take them to court. We just had a big court case in the UK because they're paying them nothing. It's great for the consumer. It's great for Uber. 
but it's not good for anyone who wants to drive anything for a living. It's actually worse for them. You know what I mean? Because they're not earning any money. Uber's earning all the money. And the, the more they drop the prices to make the consumer happy, sure. the worse the person who's actually doing it. But they own the marketplace. That's the whole thing, is that nobody can do anything about it because they literally own the medium in which we go and operate. So it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting sort of... Uh, and it's, it's what we saw in the beer industry and what we still do with the idea that the big breweries own the taps with the ta- or the pubs. The pubs being the marketplace. The marketplace to buy beer is the pub. So if the, if the breweries own them, then everybody else can go jam it. You know what I mean? So it's that idea that I think once a, a certain uh, business thing owns the marketplace then it never really ends up good for everybody. But there's a masquerade that it is, you know what I mean, that we pretend it's good for the consumer or anywhere else, but it's really kind of not. Because I think business should be kind of good for everybody. It should be good for the consumer, but it should be good for the businesses and, you know I mean, employees and everybody should work in sort of a, a thing. Mm, it's, sure. it's sort of like us. If we weren't paying our guides, if they're not happy, if they just think this job's shit, well, See then <laughs> we're not going to get a good you know a good product down the road are we so we need to make sure that they're well compensated and that also that they enjoy what they do and we're mixing up what they do and all that kind of stuff a little bit as well is the number of breweries coming into the market at the moment like you know we're saying earlier it's almost every week it seems like there's a new brewery opening up does that make your job easier or harder um easier to a degree um we we've had Yarra Valley tour for a long time that's been our bread and butter and kind of our staple I tried multiple times um, at least two uh, proper iterations of six months of having a urban tour out and could never quite get it to work yeah now we've gotten to the stage where we could probably do two almost separate routes without crossing over and yeah. still have two good products out yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's just because we're getting the, the breweries that are open now and then not only just open but open during hours are, are useful to us you know, we, we need to be able to start at 11 o'clock in the morning, which wasn't really a time when a lot of breweries opened, which, mm. you know, fair enough. Um, or is it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does make our job easier to a degree uh, because we've got choice. Because one of the things uh, I was... I think I sounded to you, Dave, about um, when I was in Belgium and I was on a tour there and um, West Flateren had to be, or Abbey St. Sixtus had to be on the tour. And I said to the guide, like, you know, Oh, we should. Wait, how come you don't do Destruce, which I would have much, much yes. rather gone to? It's like because people are coming to come to West Later and if they yep. don't come here, and I, I don't know, if there's probably no Australian breweries that are at that level, but like, are there any destinations that people? Yeah, we go de- to? we definitely do get that a little bit, a lot less probably than yeah, it, something along those lines where it was internationally sort of famous for that um, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Four Pillars Gin's actually one we get in the area. We don't always visit them, and we we you, we definitely do not visit them on Saturdays just because they're too busy. It's hard to get in. It doesn't really fit in that well. Yep. Also. Um, it doesn't always work with bigger groups in just in their space that they have. They're great to visit on Thursdays and Fridays and that. So that that's probably one. Maybe just because it's a little different, people have kind of heard of it and stuff mm. like that. White Rabbit used to be one mm. that people have definitely heard of and uh, knew it. To be honest, a lot of people have no idea where they're going. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> which is good for us. Makes it so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are tours to be honest where we. Uh, especially when myself or maybe one of the other guys has been working for a, a while where you literally just are making things up as you go along because you're, you you enjoy being able to do that. It'll be like a Thursday in the city or in the valley and you are a little bit like, man, let's just cruise around. Like you ring up stomping ground. You're like, we weren't planning on coming in here, but we will now. You know what I mean? And then you go somewhere around, go visit Craft & Co because why not? And, and, you, and you allow people on the tour to kind of direct you a little bit about what's going on. And so people will ask at the start of the day, like, where are you going? And you're like, oh, I haven't actually really <laughs> decided yet, to be honest. Like, I've got the first sort of stopping a bit mapped out, but I was kind of, you know, it's one of the other reasons why even on the way down, you're chatting and why sometimes you ask certain questions. They just think we're asking them questions about stuff just to break the ice. But mm. sometimes you're trying to get a gauge of like, who's in the van? Mm. Is, is this 12 people that really know their craft beer? Or, you know, that are really into cider or that know something about this or really want to do this. Or, you know, it's just as a bunch of punters that just want to have a really good day. Because mm. that might d- determine what we do, yeah. where we go, you know, who we speak to, all that kind of stuff, what we drink. What sort of split do you think you normally get with your customers? Like how many are like into beer know what they're talking about versus people that are still around for a good day? Yeah, I think uh, one of the questions you asked earlier, how have you seen it change? 
definitely, and I think anyone in the beer industry would acknowledge that the last 18 months has been like no other time before it as far as how quickly things are moving, wow. how the general public are getting involved, uh, all that kind of stuff. So we're definitely seeing an, a, a new level of stuff. To be honest, if they are internationals and stuff, stuff like that, you sometimes get really people that are into it, a few home brewers and things like that. L- the local crowd, when we get people from Melbourne, they almost, to a T, would not be very into craft beer. Right. Or if they are, it's that kind of idea where, you know, me and my mate have, or mates have started up something on Wednesday after work where each one of us has to bring a new slab or a six-pack. So you're getting that, that they're just stepping yeah, into yeah, sure. it. They're, they're you know, um, waiting around, but... I think especially the locals, uh, I'm always interested, I, I love having like guys like you, because I'm really interested always to see what people that like beer think of it, mm. um, because I, I actually think it's still a good product for people that are really into beer, to be honest. But I think so too, and I think for people, for me and Luke, I think the, some of the fun was observing the people that aren't that mm. into it to see how they go about 100%, it. 100%. Because yep. I think one of the beers today that every single person except for us hated was that gin... Barrel yeah, Ghost from yeah, uh, like Hargraves that. Hill, and that was probably the best beer of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the yeah. people that we normally hang out with would have been yeah. fawning over it and <laughs> yeah. looking where to buy some. Yeah, yeah. And people were pouring it out and making the hell of most hilarious faces <laughs> yes. today. So it's just and, a different world. And you yeah. can get um. Sometimes you think you have people picked, as you said, it was kind of like with the Ralph beer, and then you think you've got them pegged. And then they bring out something else and they're just all over it. And you're like, wow, that is so not what I thought you yeah. were going to be all over. Which is, that, that is, you're right, that's a lot of it is the fun of that, you mm. know. And even we'll get guys on that are like, I only drink VB. And if I don't drink VB, it's because it's not available. And then I will only drink like Carlton Draft or something. And then I'll probably fight to one after. <laughs> <Exactly>. angry. <laughs> and, but then they come on tour and they get so into it. Like the way they embrace it is just amazing you know what i mean and it's like oh i really thought you were going to be sort of closed-minded a little bit but you're not you yeah you you might only drink that that beer and that that's your that's your you love it and rah rah but the way you've kind of attacked the day is you know it's been like a lot of fun for everybody involved so it comes back to something you mentioned earlier about sort of uh allowing people to to have space to enjoy something and like and you know when you see overseas so you're kind of you're free of that bond yes so if you're free of your normal vb pub Correct. And yeah. in, a, in a brewery, then suddenly you're, it's okay to actually enjoy yes. that. Yes. Um, and it's, again, it goes back to a little bit of that idea of why we don't want to be, um, again, too wanky about things or too elitist or anything like that. Like, we tell our guides, we don't use the words or try not to use kind of like, um, this is my favorite, this is a really good beer, or that kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's trying not to influence them by that kind of saying that this beer is better than this beer or any of that kind of stuff. We, we don't poo-poo anyone's products, anyone's. doesn't matter if they're the biggest brewery in the country or the smallest brewery in the country because the idea is that we are taking you there. You have a mouth. We'll tell you what it's about. We'll tell you why that beer would be made, why this brewery's making it, maybe what's in it, you know, historically why it came about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can try it and you can tell us if you like it because it's up to you. I did notice, I was wondering, you didn't mention recording by brand on the tour when you're talking about cider and RTDs and I was like I feel like he's talking about you and talking about recording <laughs> clearly but you didn't say it by brand like, is that that same kind of yeah well, it, yeah because and yeah a little bit Beca- and it's also um, <laughs> this is a story of um, when uh, we first started going into Matilda Bay when they were back in Port Melbourne um, we had a meeting in there um, and there were some guys from um, CUB down at Carlton they wanted us to come visit them in there I wasn't 100% sure if they would have fitted into what we were trying to do go down to uh, the Abbotsford Brewery and anyway we went down there and we were all eating and drinking beers I think they were trying to get me pissed so I'd say yes and I was pretty happy mm-hmm. uh, no, I wasn't but I was starting to get a little tipsy and I'd have a good feed and, uh, they've also got big corporate credit cards they can uh, oh, that's <laughs> what I we were, they're all drinking and I'd have a few drinks and stuff um, and anyway they um, and this was in the early days when I didn't have any money so anytime I wanted, someone wanted to buy me a free beer I was like yes um, so anyway and the, anyway the guy from CUB got up and um, the guy from Matt Bay turned around to me and said they think that you just spend your entire tour like crapping on their products um, and I said, why? why? Why would they think that? And it was funny, actually, because they, I'd actually had a whole bunch of people from CUB come on my tour, and they didn't tell me until really late in the day. And then they were, and they were actually saying to me, like, yeah, we thought a little bit the same. That's why we didn't tell you, but you actually don't. And I said, no, nah, because that's... One, not, I don't think that that's um, a cool thing to do, 
Two, I like some of their products and I like the people there and, and that's not really what we're about. But the third one is most of the people that come on my tour drink their products. And yeah. why would you get in the van at the start of the day just putting in the adversarial like, well, you're thing on it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I know the best. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a stupid yeah. way to start the tour. And does anyone like, have a favourite band? Yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're garbage <laughs> as well, you know? So that, again, so that's not really what it's about. It's more about, yeah, as I said, we'll, we'll even with the beers, you, you try not to turn around you know like obviously I have my favourites of what I like down there but it doesn't mean that somebody else is so it's more about trying to get to them as much not even sometimes what, what what's in it but trying to set a, a bit of a tone of like why you would drink it or when you would drink it or why mm. it's made you know the way it is mm. you know so um, and that kind of stuff and then give it to them and let them have a crack at it and if they like it they like it if they don't, they don't. Um, do you have any more questions Dave? I don't I Anything that we should know about Aussie brewery tours before we wrap up? Um, no, I think yeah. I think uh, as I said, I'm, I'm very interested to hear the uh, conversation you had with the person on the tour today. To be honest, it was, it was oh, all positive. positive. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, 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 it was good. I, I mean, I think we have a good product um, and things along those lines. Uh, yeah, people want to come on. How do people keep in touch on social media? Well, they can now follow our social media because. <laughs> We do it. Excellent. And <laughs> what are the uh, handles um, on the various It's Oz Brewery Tours for everything. AUS right. Brewery Tours. Consistency um, we like. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Uh, so that's that would be Instagram, that would be Twitter, that would be Facebook, that would be all, all cool. the same. That was one thing I did that was good <laughs> on social media. So the one thing you all did. all of our handles <laughs> consistent <laughs> across the board. Um, and now I'm going to make you uh, pick a favourite. You said you don't like to pick favourites on the on the tour, but like yes. out yeah, of all the beers... Who do you like better, me or Luke? Yeah. <laughs> 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 don't need to answer that. Great. You're right. Who's shouting <laughs> next beer? <laughs> it is my turn. No no yes. um, yeah, well, like, what's your favourite beer? That, that I know you don't, you don't drink as you go, obviously, but... Yes. Do you know um, the beer that... Uh, I don't know if I spoke to you guys about it, but the Braggart at Napoleon. Yeah. I don't think I've been as disappointed in how a beer tastes when it first came out to how it's aged to knowing that I've got like six of them in my little hidey cupboard uh. where I stash <laughs> all my beers. And now you're going to leave it two years. You know what yeah, yeah. Exactly. now I'm like, no. Please, I, when that first beer first came out, oh, it was just, um, yeah, it was sensational. Um, as far as like venues, I, and you, I reckon you'll get it again today. Depending on what I want to do, does that yeah. make sense? That that's which I reckon is a bit beer as well. How many are you going to have, and what, what, when are you drinking? But if I, you know, I love Hargraves Hill for their um, for their food. If anyone is actually listening and they live out that way, eastern suburbs, foodie nights at uh, Hargraves Hill on a Monday. Really cool kind of local thing. They get in there, big long table. They bring in like local producers, yeah. cook up food. You get to have all their beers. Sensational. Well, even outside yeah, that, like that. all the dishes looked fantastic and all the beers were tasting spectacular Fact, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That really was a, yeah. that was a great cracking stop today place, yeah. Yeah. And, and then Napoleon as you guys said I mean you could sit there all day and if you've got a bigger group you want, you're going to go down the Yarrow Valley 15 people um, I wouldn't even bother with the wineries now because of the idea that I reckon Napoleon because they are a winery they are a brewery and they are a cidery you've got 15 people that's everyone covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. There's your beer garden. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sit there all afternoon. Fantastic. Coldstream's good. Got a, you know, awesome uh, sort of brew pub kind of vibe. You probably get a little looser in there. You got the live tune, so no one notices when you're uh, being a little louder and things yeah. like that. So, you know, they've all got their great, um, you know, their sort of great... What uh, a diplomatic uh, answer you yeah, really. just going through yeah, all that. Yeah, but yeah. Not, <laughs> it is hard. And, and we know all the people and the staff and we hang out and, and it is... I've often said actually even that it's when you I think it's hard being in the beer industry and being really objective when it comes to talking about people's beers because when you actually do really like the people and what they're doing it must I think it does influence definitely definitely, how how things are because you just you you love it and you and and you want them to succeed and you're happy for them and you drink their latest beer and I sometimes think this is completely and utterly cannot judge this you know it's definitely uh, going to there, there are very few beer brewers that I know well enough to just say I didn't like that one here's why <laughs> yeah. um, to their face and, and they're always great they're, they're always the best brewers yes, as well yeah. so it's that kind of yeah it's a tough thing to do though yeah uh, 100% and, and, that, and I think that's the other one as I said I'd, maybe it's because we've been sort of drilled in but it's all a little bit subject like I understand that there's 
you know, fault guidelines and things that shouldn't be right in beers and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get all of that. But then, at the same time, so many people now are making beers that have got so many, like, purposeful <laughs> faults in them that yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of things going on. But it's, it's, it's so subjective. Like, and it depends what you're doing. And, uh, like, one of my beers I actually really like out there was the ESB. I've got a truckload of it in my fridge at the moment. And um, we went to the park yesterday out in uh, Fitzroy with all my mates and, you know, the dogs and everything. And uh, my girlfriend was, uh, went to grab some. I was like, nah, I don't really want to drink that right now. It's <laughs> yeah. not really the beer for, like, the first sort of spring day in the yeah, park. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So even though I love it and I've got a bunch of it in the fridge, I was, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if I was at home with a steak, it would be yeah, exactly what I wanted. You know? yeah, yeah. I said, I've got a lot of it in my fridge for a reason. I like it. But it just was not... I was almost like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of things make it up, I think. All right, let's wrap this up, Dave. Sure. Where can we find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at MelbDave. Um, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ale of a Time. Like Haven't us done a live broadcast for a while. We should do that. Uh, what now? A live broadcast. Yeah, we should probably do that next. Yeah. Uh, I thought about doing it today and we never got organized. Didn't really get around to it. That's okay. Um, How about you? At Ale of a Time everywhere. Uh, and yeah, give us. we haven't had an iTunes rating for a while. If, you you, if love you're one. listening and you haven't rated us on iTunes. Log in now. Like, just do, do it, it now. Yeah. Well, hang on. Yeah. Thank you. I've done it. It takes nine yeah, seconds. It's so, so just easy. do it. Yeah. I wish we could. We'll pull someone off that does it, and we'll send them on a tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we you go. Do that. Oh, all right. just, um, Wait, is that an right? official offer? Yeah, that is official offer. All right. We, we have. We probably have to put some. Um, you can. You can think of something between now and like your next. Oh, edit it in. Of, of all right. How you give I, I, this I, away? I think the most honest rating about uh, the most honest rating we get. I don't. I don't want a five out of five. I want something honest. Hey, I well, want a five I, out of five because it should be. It has be to be. Yeah. It has to be poetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honest and like give, give it a bit of. Honest. I want to read the rating and go nailed it. Yeah, Back yeah. Going on a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do deserve two and a half yeah. for those reasons. Yeah, you exactly. nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Do that, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, hook Come you up with a tour with Scott. Yeah. How's that? Wonderful. Amazing. All right. Cheers so much, Scott. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate Cheers. it. Thank you.